Come on. This episode is brought to you by Money Alignment Academy. If you are looking for a financial wellness platform for your company, your organization, and your employees, check out moneyalignmentacademy.com or click on the link in the notes of the show. Strong, the powerful Ari Rastigar has returned to Lifeblood. Welcome back, Ari. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah, excited to have you back on. Ari is the founder and CEO of Rastigar Property Companies, making it simple to access high-quality, recession-resilient, income-producing real estate. And he's been named by Forbes, the Oracle of Austin. Ari, welcome back. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Um, I always like your questions. <laughs> you know, I find that uh, questions are the answer. You, you ask the right question, you're going to get the right answer. So uh, the, the question is almost more poignant than the answer. Um, so in my personal life, um, you know that I'm very into health and wellness. And um, as business has really progressed and really grown, uh, I found that I need to be more resilient myself. And so... Um, I've come to really understand myself as being my own best asset, you know, me being the asset myself. And so I need to be uh, recession resilient, you know, for lack of a you know better term. And um, of course, my three beautiful children, beautiful wife, um, you know, put up with me and my traveling and all the all the work that goes along into it. But We've been extremely busy in, in the best way possible. You know, we're breaking ground on uh, seven new development projects this year, uh, which is a pretty pretty interesting undertaking. But we have we have a really deep bench. We brought on a new president, um, a gentleman named Neil Golden, who was the vice chairman of Newmark um, and was at Studley before. He was a two you know multi billion dollar company. He's part of building two multi billion dollar companies, which has really freed me up. Uh, from the minutia of the day-to-day um, operations, because as you know, I built this company with a three thousand dollar loan when I was in law school. So you know, going from you know being a one-man shop, you know, writing legal documents all the way to raising capital and doing deals. To I mean, probably if you include our consultants and all the people we work with on a day-to-day basis, it's probably two hundred people. Um, so contractors alone are 60 or 70 people on the, on the renovation side. Um, so I've focused a lot, um, internally, um, right now I'm actually at a meditation retreat, um, in the middle of Fairfield, Iowa, um, practicing transcendental meditation and, you know, finding ways to, um, take care of myself so that I can contribute more. And so to your question about why do I do it, um, you know, it's it's never really been about the money for me. It, it's always been um, building beautiful things and creating better community and um, creating value. And that's brought me a lot of joy, you know, watching my customers, um, you know, reading their surveys, you know, seeing them live their lives and, um, you know, serving our investor base, which is mostly public pension funds, family offices and um, obviously a bunch of high net worth folks, but, 
yeah, that's really been it. Uh, my book is coming out in June, um, so that's been fun, kind of getting that, um, getting everything prepared for that. It's called The Gift of Failure, where I kind of uh, brutally rip my heart out of my chest and write down all the things that didn't work. Seems like people just kind of see these days, um, you know, all the bling and flashy this, that, and the other on Instagram or whatever you want to talk about. And, um, that's just not the truth of anybody that's reached any level of, um, of success and whatever varying degree and or whatever modality, um, you experience a tremendous amount of failure. And, um, that's what the book is about. And it's about how you find introspection into that failure, um, and grow from it. What are you doing on a podcast during a meditation retreat, Ari? Are you going to get in trouble, man? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a large supporter of, of this organization, and um, I get I get a little bit a little bit of free time. <laughs> you get a little leeway on it. Nice. <clears throat> so. I, I, I've been having a lot of conversations about the importance of self-care, uh, just because the pandemic has exposed the, the 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 problem of, or really exacerbated the problem of mental health and burnout uh, with so many people. No has, question. Has, has that always been a focus of yours? Talking about when you were back, you got three thousand bucks. You're you're writing the contracts. You're raising the money. Has so has has the the focus on wellness always been there? Um. Well, no. <laughs> quite frankly, but, but I, 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 there's a caveat there is my parents were very health conscious growing up. You know, my mother is a homeopath. Um, you know, my father before becoming an attorney was was a massage therapist and, you know, so wellness and health has always been, um, in my life in some regard, you know, both of my parents, although they're divorced, were vegetarians for, you know, 10, 12 years plus back in the late 80s and early 90s, um, you know, kind of during that stretch before it was like popular, if that makes any sense. So, you know, so health and wellness has always been something taking vitamins. Well, I've been taking vitamins since I was, you know, five years old. And so wellness and health has always been a part of my life. And during those years, that you mentioned, you know, it definitely fell fell to the wayside. I was on Wall Street for many years, and you're out late, you know, you're drinking, or this, that, and the other, and I hate alcohol, but um, I I hate the way it makes me feel. Um, But, yeah, you're just working, you're not not focusing on that stuff, and you think that, you know, working yourself to exhaustion is the answer, and um, it's just inefficient, you know, at the end of the day. You know, I, I get the... I've been there. I've, I've lived it. I've, I've had that failure. And, you know, in my early 30s, I started to, you know, feel my energy levels plummet, getting moodier, not sleeping well, having dark circles, a little brain fog. And it wasn't until I, you know, really started taking that in health unbelievably seriously. I have an age management doctor that tests my blood every 90 days, creates custom pharmaceutical grade vitamins for me in a compounding pharmacy. The transcendental meditation, and um, I've really, really focused on that and passed that along to my children. You know, exercising regularly. My kids work out with me, um, kind of in their own ways. They're all, you know, pretty athletic, and yeah. And I, I found as the business grew, and the more I focused on 
you know, taking care of me and making sure that my mental and physical and spiritual health was intact, uh, the business grew incrementally. It, it grew as I was, as I grew, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. You, you seem like a, like a super grounded guy and I enjoy the interactions that, 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 that we've had. Um, when you get called by Forbes, the Oracle of Austin, and you're experiencing all this success, how worried, mindful, thoughtful are, are you about fame and, and, and ego, things like that? Um, you know, the, the truth of the matter is I was a little embarrassed was, was, the, was the first um, <laughs> thing that popped up because it came out earlier this month and I read it and I remember leaning over and showing my wife and she was like, what? <laughs> like it was kind of, and she was so happy and she, you know, and I just watched kind of her kind of joy and she was like, you deserve it. Like you, you know, you built this thing and I was a little embarrassed because when I think the Oracle, I think of the Oracle of Omaha, I think of Warren Buffett and, um, we, you know, look, we built a nine figure business. We'll break a billion dollars this year easily. Um, we're looking to do 5 billion in acquisitions over the next 24 months. Um, and I was delivering pizzas 10 years ago, you know, you know, whatever, 12 years ago. Right. So, Crazy. um, yeah. So for me, I feel, I feel very, I feel very lucky, honestly. And when you feel lucky, um, you're kind of in awe of it a little bit and not by anything that I'm, I am a hard worker. Anybody that knows me, they, they know that I, I work, um, probably harder than I should. Um, and I do not recommend that to anybody the way that I work, um, 24 seven. Uh, but it's, um, I know I've had a lot of providence on my side. I've had a lot of grace, whatever you want to call that, you know, you want to call you can pick any name or anything, but I've been really fortunate and really lucky to have great mentors, have the right books put in front of me, the right people put in front of me, being born in Austin, Texas, the biggest boom town in the last 50 years. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of things that have happened for me um, that haven't happened for other people. And so that's kept me very much in awe um, and very grateful for what I have and where we are. And, um, it I just it just keeps happening. So I think I've I've stayed pretty much the same guy um, because I know that it's not just me that you know has have done those things. And so it's hard for the ego to seep in um, when you feel like you're being guided. Yeah, I appreciate that. So in terms of of working twenty four seven or or working hard. Um, that's I think that that's totally fine because it sounds like you are absolutely on top of your health. If you're under doctor's care and getting tested and monitored, then if you're a human being that can work for whatever it is, you know, 24 yeah. hours a day or 23 hours a day and get this much sleep and really, I, I guess the term that's kind of jumping into my head is optimized. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like you're thinking about really literally every aspect of, of, of health. I am. Um, I, I try to, you know, I'm, I'm a big reader. Um, and I'm, I'm a curious person by nature. You know, I was an English major in undergrad and, um, I've always loved to read and I read a ridiculous amount. Um, 
because I love it. I mean, I, I, I love and I read books, actually. I don't, you know, really, I, I do I do podcasts to some degree, but um, knowing, like, your own language of how you learn, um, I, I read better visually. And I like to have a pen. I like to dog near the pages. And so I don't really read on Kindles or um, anything of that nature. Um, but I now realize that I am a... Um, I'm a holistic person, you know, as we all are, right? So working on one facet of your life and not working on another facet of your life is, um, it just doesn't work, Mm -hmm. you know? So what I worry about now more than anything is working those hours is missing time with my kids or missing time with my family. Um, so everything has a cost, you know, whether it's an opportunity cost as a business person, you do this deal or you do that deal. Um, you have to recognize, you know, what's the value that and the difference between price and value and know that there's a cost. So if I'm working those hours and I'm away from my family, that means that I could be missing a soccer game or I could be missing, you know, a night of playing Uno with my kids or putting them to bed. And I'm starting to assess what is that worth, giving them the life that I, that I never had. Um, you know, versus overkill, and is my ego seeping in there? Is it something that I want to do that next deal, or am I addicted to getting another deal done and just, you know, kind of being a deal junkie, or is this the right work that needs to be done for the right reasons? And so those, those are the questions I've been asking myself. Um, more recently, especially as the kids have gotten older and the business has gotten as big as it has, is... Um, where, where are my values? And, um, I know my heart is with my children. I feel like such a massive part of successfully navigating that is simply being able to ask yourself those questions and to be mindful of the directions you're sort of being pulled in. If it's guilt or if it's, you know, a drive for more, all, 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 all of those things. Yeah, no, I think that's right. And, it's amazing what just bringing awareness to any situation will do. Just simply bringing awareness. Um, it has its own efficacy intrinsically, if that makes sense. You know, those may, maybe too many SAT words, but <laughs> it has something inherent in it of just bringing awareness. And a lot of that is about, you know, some of the meditation practices out there are about that or just about just bringing awareness to your body or to your breath, like Wim Hof talks a lot about, about bringing awareness to how you breathe and abdominal breathing is just an example. And um, I've started to ask different questions, but I'm also getting a little bit older. Um, I turned 39, you know, a few weeks ago, and my values are different. My kids are older. You know, my oldest is eight. My youngest is one. Um, you know, and I think just being cognizant of our evolution as human beings and knowing what phase of our life are we in and being brutally honest with ourselves of where we are um, and what that means and having it be okay for your values or your time or your priorities um, to evolve. And um, those are the those are the things that I've been kind of thinking about more so than ever before in my life. I think that that's really important. Um, yeah, I, to, to me it is. Um, to me it certainly is. And um, taking mental health very seriously. 
Um, you're right. Um, this virus has taken a, I think they've dramatically, you know, underestimated the, um, the toll that this has taken on people mentally. And, you know, even with the vaccinations and all these things happening, the world beginning to open up again. And, uh, I think it's going to take a very long time before people are really comfortable in their own skin, um, comfortable in proximity and that has reverberating effects through a lot of different things. But it, this was um, this was really, you know, really, really hard for a lot of people. Really, really hard. Um, and I'm not just, you know, we know the obvious things that have been, you know, horrendous. But um, there's, there's a lot of isolation issues. I think, you know, a lot of people that are single, and I haven't seen enough really talked about this, but, you know, being single or looking for a partner and looking for companionship, you know, is very difficult in and of itself. And when you throw, you know, gasoline on that fire and you have, you know, exaggerated isolation, um, that can lead to some pretty significant issues, both mentally to revert. And remember, we're connected to our minds. So, you know, those mental issues become health issues. They become physical, physio uh, physiological issues. And, um, yeah, I think it's going to take some time. Yeah, no doubt. <clears throat> no doubt. I think that you're right that just we can't accurately estimate or know what the all these second, third, fourth, fifth order effects are going to be. So we'll just have to see. Well, Ari, the people are ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? <laughs> Well, you know, I think it's incredibly um, relevant and true. Um, I'll tell you a quick story. Um, Ray Dalio, who um, many of your listeners know, of course, who Ray is, um, he wrote a book called Principles. He actually released it for free on his website about seven years ago. And I remember downloading it um, off the Bridgewater site and just being blown away as an amazing. Um, full of integrity, just I couldn't speak more highly of but I don't know him well personally, obviously, but um, I've had the pleasure of meeting him uh, several times. Uh, they asked him what was the number one key to his success, and he said transcendental meditation. <clears throat> so, um, about seven years ago, um, six, six, seven years ago. Uh, I found a local, um, they call it TM for short, um, TM Center in Dallas, where I was living at the time, and went and learned the practice. And it's just really a technique, it's just a mind technique. It's not a belief. It's not a religion. It's not a, it's just, you know, a very simple technique, um, although you need to learn how to do it. Um, 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes in the afternoon. And... I assure you that it will have astounding benefits in every area of your life if you make it a regular practice. And um, it's really a cornerstone habit. You know, it's something that affects other things, you know, and how you treat people, how you work, clarity of thought, sleep. I mean, that can go on and on and on, and um, I thought it to be uh, ironically relevant that uh, I'm at a meditation retreat at this moment. 
Um, but truly, it's you know to hear the greatest investor of our time arguably manages more money than anybody on earth. I mean, Bridgewater is 156 billion dollars in AUM um, as a hedge fund, and when they asked him about his success, he said meditation. And I thought I was like, okay, well, let's go get an MBA. Or I don't know what I don't know what I was expecting from Ray. I mean, he's a different kind of dude. Um, but that was his answer, and so um, I would be remiss if I didn't share that. Well, I think that that is great stuff. That definitely it's come on, come on. Yeah, I, I got turned on to TM probably five or six years ago, and uh, it's a it is a, a, a invaluable practice. So I, I need not say more. All right, thank you so much for coming back on. Where can people learn more about you? How can people engage with you? When can we expect the book? Uh, the book should be out in June. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll definitely do do some annou- announcements through our various channels. Um, if you want to follow me, you can just follow me at, at Rastigar, my last name on Instagram. Um, we have all the various channels on LinkedIn or Facebook. Um, and our website is just rastigarproperty.com. And um, look forward to hearing from everybody. And this was fun. And we're actually launching our podcast when the book um, – when the book comes out. So hopefully we'll be sitting in different chairs uh, next time. And I get to <laughs> I'd love ask it. you all questions. <laughs> be great. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Ari your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to rastigarproperties.com. Find Ari at Rastigar on social media. Rastigar property, singular. Rastigar property, singular. Perfect. Thanks again, Ari. Thanks, buddy. Talk to you soon. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.